tis the season for asking people for money. No, it's not Christmas. It's pledge time. Something you probably already know if you're a regular PBS viewer, like most of us listening and talking on this show are. And we really do try not to do this too often. But the fact is that everything we do here at Televisions is only possible because of our loyal listeners and readers. So we're back to ask some more. If you like what we do, help us keep the lights on by making a donation today at televisions.org support. We'd like to think we're a good resource for you and for everybody who loves British television and culture, both on PBS and everywhere else. And we work really hard to find the information you need to make the best choices about what you're going to watch. So help support our weekly episodes here at the pod, our daily posting habits over at the site, and whatever other crazy stuff we come up with in the months ahead by hitting that donate button today. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Televisions, the podcast, an audio companion to the Televisions website and a show made by Anglophiles for Anglophiles. I am Lisa Barger-Milas, and I'm the editor here at Televisions. And joining me as per usual is my co-host, Miss Annie Bundle. Hello. Hello. How are you today? I can tell that we are in officially summertime because it is getting real warm real quick in my very professional podcast studio, a.k.a. my bedroom closet. Oh, this I'm is sorry. this is the glamour. This is the glamour of this life, guys. Is there at least a warm cat upstairs? No, the cats are the cats have like abandoned <laughs> the closet. Abandoned closet. Abandoned closet. It's too hot. Well, I think part of it. Well, it's either because it's too hot or because Hammer finally had a little fall off the top shelf, and I think he's he's fine. But okay. I think he's mad at the closet now, so <laughs> he'll he'll come back. Okay, he's currently enjoying. Um, I think I've said before, or maybe we said in the newsletter that now that we have a patio, the boys can go outside on the patio if they have adult supervision. Um, and Baker Luke can really take it or leave it. But Hammersmith is like, I am a feral murder monster. I will kill the neighborhood. He loves it. And of course, it's like dirt out there. And he's like, let me get in this dirt with my fur that you just paid, like not a small money, amount of money to have groomed. It's really great. It's great. <laughs> I need hobbies is what I'm saying. Um, I will note that uh, uh, Olivia, my friend, was over and we were gardening and she had a bunch of uh, flowers and dirt and stuff that she was taking home to her house afterwards because we went to went to the gardening store and did stuff in my yard and then she was heading home. And Max was just like, what is this dirt stuff? What is this? Can can, can I sniff it? Can, can I can, can I put my nose in it? And Rob was just like, don't you even, you little orange. No, 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 and no. Well, Max does have a history of eating inappropriate things. It's true, he does. Um, But also, like, dirt on a fuzzy orange cat was sounded like a very, very bad idea. Yeah. Anyway, what are we talking about today other than our adorable cats? I mean, as anyone who has ever listened to the show knows, that like 20% of it is about our cats anyway. It's so true. Um, Because, as I said, I need better hobbies, I guess, than obsessing over my pets. But our episode today is, I guess this is a, is this like a semi-annual tradition? Oh yeah, no, this is our, this is our summer preview. It's our annual summer preview. We do this every year. Okay. I was going to say, we do, we do these previews, like we do a winter one too. Mm -hmm. No, we do a fall one. Do we do a winter one? We actually don't do a winter one because uh, winter, if we did a winter one, it would fall at Christmas and we never do a podcast then. So no, but we usually sort of like preview stuff at the end of the year, but we do do a fall and we do do a spring and we do do a summer. 
And now it's time for the summer preview, which let me summarize it for you guys really quickly is Lacey's season of pain. (laughs) Because after several months of uh, getting some period dramas and stuff that is extremely rated for me, virtually every show on this list of things that we're going to talk about today and cover this summer are mysteries. So thoughts and prayers in my direction, all of you listeners. Don't worry, we have found additional voices to come on for a lot of these shows so that you don't have to listen to me being like, this is just not my lane for 20 minutes again. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I I think we should start off as we always do with our PBS lineup. We are a product of a PBS station after all. We are. Um, And uh, in case you have not heard, Endeavor is coming to an end. That cheering you heard was Lacey. I Um, mean, I've only watched like one season of this show and I'm so happy. I know, babe. Um, Endeavor, the final season, this I is... I realize that the show means a lot to you. I don't mean to be uh, to you no, and no, no. to a lot of other people. I don't mean to be disrespectful about it, but like this show is engineered in a lab to not be for me. So I would also say this, this show has a lot of hallmarks of a much earlier time on television and that it coming to an end now is actually probably for the best. Um, I think it has reached the point where to continue would to would be to stay outstay its welcome. Well, I mean, eventually they're going to run up to the part where Sean Evans is going to have to start looking like a lot older. <laughs> well, yeah, Doesn't I mean, OG Morris like start in the eighties. Um, He's yes, uh, going to uh, gain a lot of weight and lose his hair real quick. Yeah, John Thaw. Uh, listen, Sean Evans is never going to turn into John Thaw, and he's certainly not going to do it in fifteen years. It's just not happening. Um, so it is. For the best that we stop now. Um, that being said, this is also the appropriate time for it to stop because uh, the original Inspector Morse ran 33 episodes. Uh, Inspector Lewis ran 33 episodes. Um, and now Endeavor will run 36 with this final season. Um, so we basically have, they've all run about the same length. They've all had about the same amount of episodes and they've all told their stories. So I'm, you know, as, as much as I am sorry to see the show go, I also think it is time. I am looking forward to getting closure on a lot of things that the show has sort of dangled for a real long time. Yeah, like, I was, I was going to say to avoid having to talk about the show myself, I was going to ask you, what do you want out of the end? Um, well, uh, as became obvious um, about a season ago, uh Endeavor's, you know, true love, Joan, who he never marries, and we know he never marries, actually turns out to be uh, Mary Strange um, and is Strange's wife in those early episodes, though we never knew it. Um, and seeing that, uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the conclusion of that, their marriage, um, the early, uh, images out already show her in a wedding dress standing with Morse. Um, and of course it's like a fake out so that you think that they're getting married and no, I'm, I'm sure she's marrying strange. Um, he's probably like the best man or something. Yeah, exactly. That kind of thing. Um, and honestly, like all of the, all of the old cast will be coming back from the early years of the strange family. Family. They're going to get everybody. They're going to get everybody back as much as they can. They've promised a few extra special guests for the finale episode that we will find out who they are. Um, you know, I think this is, you know, it's a big deal for PBS and for mystery lovers because, you know, this has been one half of the anchoring mysteries in the summer, basically since 2014, along with Grant Chester. And so having one of these two finally retire 
is 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 kind of a big turnover moment for PBS in general. Like, do we walk away from mysteries or do we find new ones? And it's very, very obvious that they're going with the latter, as we have two brand new mysteries that will be introduced uh, this summer, along with Endeavor and Grantchester. And once again, Endeavor and Grantchester are going to be running back to back, and they're going to sort of be the through line at nine o'clock with these two new mysteries basically bookending them on either side. The first one, which I worry you will not like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not a, it's not, I, I would not bet against that if I were in Vegas is what I'm saying. And it's such a shame too, because I love Roger Allen so much. Like if nobody has ever listened to the radio play Cabin Pressure, like he is hysterical. Oh, he's he's so funny. And he just like is here. And he's great in Murder in Provence, and he's he's fantastic in The Missing. He is in so many good things, yes. And I do hope to see Roger Allen come back in something else, and I look forward to see what Sean Evans does, too. Oh, is it? I think, if I recall correctly, he's doing some sort of, sort of true crime thing, because I was like, <laughs> right. yes, I will finally enjoy Sean Evans' project. <laughs> um, so the first mystery that's going to be introduced, along with Endeavor and Grantchester this summer, is Ridley. And this stars Adrian Dunbar. So there's hope that you could like it because Adrian Dunbar is great. And Adrian Dunbar also is a musician and uh, has a fine singing voice. And apparently his character will lean into that somewhat. He is supposed to be a retired cop. Is What is what is the hook here? What is his job that is not a detective that means he will solve, solve crimes? He was a detective. He retired. But the problem is, is that the um, ongoing crunch, budget crunches that have been affecting the UK since Brexit have basically made it so that police are understaffed across the UK and underpaid and they can't get people to come in and take the jobs. So he basically gets called out of retirement. And apparently this is something that's really happening in the UK, is that instead of being allowed to be pensioners, old detectives are basically being pressed back into service. So this is sort of this is sort of supposed to be about like that kind of world and how this is now the world of the UK in 2020. Uh 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 oh god Browen Wa I cannot pronounce her name. Uh she is uh Browen. Uh she is a first of all she's fantastic. She was in a uh, Unforgotten a few seasons ago. She is going to be the detective who was his like um like she was his he she was his mentee back in the day before he retired and now she's the one in charge wait is this the one you told me about was sort of line of duty adjacent oh no no this is not line of duty adjacent but the fact is is that adrian dunbar played a variation on this character in um, line of duty so it's, i say that having never watched a minute of line of duty either so i not that that would have really swayed me either way but that no um, it, he will be a character who will probably to line of duty people seem a lot like Ted Hastings, who he played in line of duty, except the retired version, who is now sort of the support to his old mentee. Um, that does mean that the lead detective is is a woman and that she is struggling in a department. So there so are there will at least be women in this show. Yes, there will. And okay. they will be in a positions of authority. 
And obviously, a, a well-known issue I have with Endeavor. It's true. <laughs> and the fact that Dunbar's character, Ridley, the character Alex Ridley, is retired or semi-retired means that he also gets to have like hobbies. And apparently one of them is going to be a jazz club. So he's going to be doing music as well in this show. So there are th- there are reasons to hope. I'm sorry. All I can think of is all I can think of is that episode of Ted Lasso where Higgins goes and like jams with a jazz band in Amsterdam, and like that's all I can see now. Or oh like Riker, or like Riker playing the saxophone in the holodeck. Like that's that's just everything Riker I'm picturing. Does not play a saxophone, madam. He plays trombone, the trombone. Whatever. Trombone players are frat boys. Okay. Anyway, um, I was in choir. I don't have these instrumental prejudices. <laughs> but you are right. He does play a trombone. Higgins did not play a sax either. I think he played like a bass cello or something. He did. I will get it straight. <laughs> anyway. But jazz. Point being, there are reasons to hope that 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 Lacey will be delighted by Ridley. I am excited that it has women in it, which is that's how low the bar is for me. <laughs> but truthfully. My concern, my biggest concern about Ridley is the format in which they're bringing it. Like Vienna Blood, this is a show that was feature length episodes that for PBS's purposes are going to be split in half because they only have an hour block to give them. So instead of it being a four episode, 120 minute uh, series, it's going to be eight 45 minute episodes. And I'm a little concerned about that. Um, because as we know, with Vienna Blood, there was sort of a sense that the fact they split it up made it harder to watch. Um, like as Lacey herself put it, the buy, you know, if I just watched two episodes and it was both of them, I might as well just watch the third because I've already bought in. But I've watched two episodes and I've only really watched one one story and I can walk away now. And I do worry that that's going to be the case with Ridley, that if audiences don't gel to this after the second episode, they're all going to stop tuning in at eight o'clock because it's the eight o'clock show ahead of uh, Endeavor. Is there, and not, then, is there not a show after Endeavor? Is that what we're, is that what's happening? Uh, Endeavor is a uh, is 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 feature length. So it's one hour of Ridley, two hours of Endeavor. And then when Endeavor ends, it becomes one hour of Ridley, one hour of Grant Chester and one mm. hour of our third mystery. Um, which is our new uh, other new show, which um, we will see if Lacey likes this one, but it does have women in it. It is the line. This one is the line of duty adjacent series. It's called D.I. I was one of them. Okay, it's called D.I. Ray. And it is actually written by one of the former stars of line of duty. Um, It was created by her, too. Um. The guy who produced Line of Duty, Jed Mercutio, is the producer on it. And it's set in the same sort of fake Birmingham police department. But it's about um, a South Asian uh, DC who is basically struggling to be respected um, from her position of authority. And she is dating Jamie Bamber in it love jamie bamber yeah see i'm telling you there are reasons why i think you might like this one um uh jamie bamber what kind of what kind of cases are they doing is it just it's murders i'm sure but like of course they're murders but they're also um the problem with them is that she recognizes the racial aspects immediately and she sees the things that the white superiors go no 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 you're making stuff up you're seeing things that don't exist and she can 
And so there's a very frustrated, like, how do I work within a system that is very bigoted and refuses mm-hmm. to see? Um, so I, I do think there's a there's a lot going on in this show that gives it, um, honestly, a, a real chance of being something that could be like a real hit. Um, not just the line of duty part, but the fact that we have a South Asian lead, the fact that we have stories being told about South Asians, written by South Asians, about, you know, racial issues in the QK police department, which is not something that we have explored a lot in, in PBS mysteries, um, or really in British mysteries. So, you know, and it got, it, it, it was a critical success and it's already been renewed by, for season two and season two is already filming in the UK right now. So, you know, I have this one, I have much bigger hopes for. I'm, I'm a lot less worried about it than, say, Ridley, partly also because it is a four-episode show that is four hours and each hour will be correct. And It's only four episodes? It's only four episodes. Why did I think it was six? Uh-uh. It's only four episodes. Um, the la- Grant Chester, in order to make up for this, the last episode of Grant Chester will be two hours. It will be a two-hour finale. Oh yeah, so they'll just sm- they'll just air two back to back. Basically, yes. Yeah. Um. So we are getting. So that's basically like our p our look at PBS the summer of mystery. Yes, our summer of mysteries. Oh, and I should mention, um, because I feel like I would not be a completionist if I did not, that before we die, season two will also be airing. But thankfully, because Sundays were already full, it'll be airing on Thursdays. And uh, that's a sort of a voluntary thing on the national schedule. Um, It may or may not. This is where I underline big, bold letters. Please check your local listings mm-hmm. because not every station will air it on Thursdays and not every station will air it at the same time. Mm. Um, Both in terms of the actual hour on the clock that it airs, and some stations might hold it until they have a gap in their schedule towards the end of the summer or the fall or something. Like, there's no, it's not as, um, it's not a monolithic air date, but it will be available on Passport. It is currently available on Passport. So yes, it 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 already it it was it dropped on Passport in April along with Astrid season two. And originally, I thought before we die season two and Astrid season two were coming together, but Astrid is not coming this summer. Um, instead, before we die, we'll be paired with Ridley reruns, which um I think is kind of interesting. Um, that they feel the need to rerun it twice on the national schedule. Well, I think you can I think you can read it either way. Mm-hmm. I think that that is you, usually like the Thursday schedules are more of a suggestion for your local station. A lot of stations our station airs something called Thriller Thursdays, which does tend to have a lot of mysteries, so <laughs> we may well actually air these on feed. But some stations don't. Like some stations have history nights on Thursdays or it's whatever works for that station's audience. Mm-hmm. So definitely check with the local station in your area. And even if that is us, I think I'm correct, but I might not be. Um, yeah. But it will all, all the content will get to everyone. It's yeah. just a matter of timing. Yeah. So um, before we die season two, if you're really into seeing Leslie Sharp's second season in the show, which I want to be clear is actually a completely different story than the before we die season two Swedish version. Uh, season one of before we die was literally like a retread or a remake, like beat for beat of before we die the original. But before we die season two, the Swedish version and before we die season two, the Leslie Sharp UK version are completely different stories. So if you are eager to see that do check your local listings it may be out in june it may be out in july maybe out in august we're not real sure 
I mean, either way, it's on PBS Passport and you can stream it all now. Um, one uh, final note before uh, before we move on from PBS. Guilt season three is not going to be here this year at Labor Day. Um, it does. It, it does exist. It will happen. I don't know when. Yeah. We don't know when or why it's not coming this summer. We just know that it isn't. And because guilt has been kind of a staple since uh, since it was discovered by Masterpiece uh, as your sort of end of the summer button, uh, I, uh, I feel that we should warn viewers not to expect guilt season three. And it's not that we're skipping it. It really just isn't on the schedule. We're not sure when it will come, but we will, uh, we'll, we'll let you know once we do. Yeah. Okay. Televisions is produced by WETA, a community-supported PBS station in Washington, D.C., which means so are we. Everything we do is made possible by listeners and readers like you. You're what makes television happen, from our podcast that brings you in-depth conversation about the best of British TV, to our website that reviews the shows across the pond and keeps you up to date with the latest news for Anglophiles. We bring you exclusive content like breaking news about upcoming shows and movies, where your favorite actors will be appearing next, monthly PBS passport listings, roundups of the best British series coming to streaming, and all the news that's fit to digitally print about your favorite shows. Help us keep making all this great content for your eyes and ears by making a gift at televisions.org slash support today. So now that we've talked about PBS, what non-PBS shows are you looking forward to since <laughs> everything is so mystery-based at PBS? There have to be things that you ah, are... The struggle. The struggle. There have to be some period pieces for you. Um, Well, technically not a period piece, but I think probably the show I'm the most excited for this summer is the second season of Prime Video's Good Omens, which... I think is either going to be like a disaster or incredible because, well, I mean, I don't I actually don't think there's any way it could be, but so bad. Neil Gaiman is doing it. Michael Sheen and David Tennant are, are being a zero fail and Crowley again. But uh, the thing is, is that they covered the whole book in the first season. Like Good Omens isn't a series. It's a single novel. They did all of it in the first season so all of this is going to be new to all of us who love this universe and these characters and i don't know what's going to happen basically they're just celestial beings still and having ineffable adventures i don't i don't know they're <laughs> <laughs> neil gaiman said at one point that he and terry pratchett the late terry pratchett who was his co-author on the novel like they had talked about like what else what else might be in this universe? What else might ex happen in this universe? What Aziraphale and Crowley might do? And that's some of that stuff got incorporated into the first season. It's the reason that John Hamm's Angel Gabriel has such a prominent role. But uh, I don't, I don't know what else that involves. There was a maybe a live journal post at some point. Neil Gaiman's a wonderful writer who's on many, many social media platforms. It might have been live journal where he said something about that they retire and get like a cottage in the South Downs together. I don't know if that's what we're going to see, but I will basically just go to the mattresses for the show and watch whatever they choose to give me. It feels very miraculous that a second season exists at all. Um, don't screw it up. <laughs> 
I have to say, I am also looking forward to Good Omens. I am a, I am a little less thrilled at the idea that we got a second season. I am a little more nervous about it. I am a little more, I don't know, I guess pessimistic about its chances of being good. But, you know, honestly, A, your positivity is what I want to see in the world. So we're going to go with it. I want I want to believe. I deserve this. I deserve this, guys. Um, I also, there's a lot of the old cast who are being brought back and reintroduced as new characters, which I find a really fascinating way of dealing with the fact that most of the really popular characters died in the first season. So that the way that they brought them back was to basically give them new characters with the same old faces. And I think that is a fascinating choice. And that to me is one reason why I will be tuning in because I want to see what happens. Um, and I want to see how they feel like dealing with this. I just love Crowley and Aziraphale. That's mm. all. I understand. Um, let's see. I'm actually looking forward to the Lazarus Project. Um, it's already started. Uh, this was a show that was actually delayed from winter. It was supposed to be out in January. And then five whole days before it was supposed to premiere, um, Warner Media slash uh, Discovery slash David Zaslav decided that, ah, you know, all those things that are coming to the T-Nets. Yeah, we're not actually going to debut any of them. Um, so poor The Lazarus Project was left for dead and now it's been resurrected. And um, uh, Papa Ezu is the uh, is the lead, and it's basically sort of like a, a play on Groundhog Day, but like if Groundhog Day was a thriller where you had to save the world. And mm -hmm. that's I, I have to say, like as someone who loves like time travel shows and wibbly wobbly, like you know, different time streams and different and different you know different uh, different realities. I think that that you know, if a, a sliding doors type romances, like that's the kind of stuff I love. So I feel like this is a show that like really was aimed towards me. I'm a little annoyed that it is on the Turners instead of being just on Max. Um, but it will come to Max when it finishes its run on the Turners, which is basically why I'm plugging it now, even though it's already started airing. Um, it will come to Max as a batch uh, basically in August. And so I'm looking forward to that because um, honestly, as much as I love television, employment television, especially on something that is a basic cable channel, is beyond my ability to watch anymore. I'm sorry. I've just, I've lost the ability, y'all. It's just a fact. I mean, honestly, like, it's it, it's true for my husband, too, because, like, he loved Snowpiercer, but he only ever watched it in batch when it came to Max, because trying to remember to turn on TNT was, like, a step too far. Um, I loved the movie Snowpiercer. Uh, the TV show had, had, had Sean Bean and Jennifer Connelly. And it was it was a fascinating sort of meditation on the the premise, um, and I, I don't I didn't hate it. I didn't think it was as good as the movie. Um, I didn't understand again why it was on the Turners. Like it really felt like a show that should have been streaming on Max. Um, but then again, maybe nobody would have noticed if it had been streaming on Max because nothing on Max ever got advertised. Uh -huh. Anyway, uh, let's see. What other things am I really looking forward to this? Oh, you know what I am looking forward to? And I don't actually know how I'm going to feel about watching it because the world is just like such a crapple right <laughs> now is Black Mirror. I love Black Mirror, which is, oh gosh, I don't even know how to describe Black Mirror to people who haven't seen it. It's an anthology series of individual stories that are all about how technology has ruined the world, basically. <laughs> and they're very dystopian and kind of dark and uncomfortable. There's one that literally is about like 
a girl whose life is spiraling because she's like losing points on social media. Well, it's finally coming back. Uh, Charlie Brooker, the creator, basically said that he didn't want to make any during the pandemic because the world was crappy enough and or dark enough, I guess, or both. I'm trying I'm trying to decide how I feel about that. Like, is this proof our world is better now? It's still crappy. I don't know. (laughs) But um, I, I do love Black Mirror. It's very well done. Each episode is like a little cinematic film they're usually they range from about an hour to like a feature length 90 minutes kind of thing depending on what it is there's even one where you can kind of choose your own adventure through it although i don't recommend that one it's not very good no that one's not good um this season has like a really stacked cast though um who is it aaron paul is in it so is annie murphy so is um the the kid from oh shoot one of the guys from This Is Us, mm. or no, not This Is Us. Michael Sarah is in it, who is not from This Is Us, but I love him. Rob I know Delaney, who you mean. yeah, the Culkin, who's not Kieran or Macaulay. There's another. Um, Kate Mara. There's just like so many big name people that they get to do this show because they only basically have to do one segment of it. Yeah, and it's really, I like TV that makes me think. And this show makes me think a lot. And a lot of the times the things it makes me think about are not great. <laughs> but um, I'm happy it's back. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 as I said, I don't know how I feel about the fact that it's back. Because the world was crappy. And so is that, does this mean it's good again? Because I'm not so sure. Um, I, uh, yeah. Do I really want to watch things about, like, the dystopians if we've finally just come out of our own? I'm not sure about that either. I don't know. How many people watched The Last of Us? That wasn't exactly uplifting. <sighs> okay. To be fair, The Last of Us was brilliant, but also really hard to watch. And as somebody who hates zombie, I hate, hate zombie shows. Um, It was a real struggle at times because there's just, I, I'm sorry. Like, I know that there are things that people love out there. Like some people love vampires. Some people love witches. Some people love... Uh, zombies and i can't can't understand why zombies i don't get it sorry guys so i mean i don't think there's zombies on black mirror watch there be actual zombies on black mirror this season <laughs> just because i said that um. <laughs> fact um okay so actually um i i do have two other shows i want to bring up um that i am looking forward to um one as you said uh jamie bamber seems to be having a bit of a renaissance um, he's in DRA. He's also going to be co-starring as the romantic lead in something called Cons Confidential. I've seen you write a lot of stuff about that, and I have to admit to you that I don't know what it's about. Okay, it is basically a um, it's a like a a modern Miss Scarlet and the Duke. Um, she she's a police officer who is idealistic. And and from the and from and and downtrodden and trying to make her way in the world. And he is a rich con man who is uh, basically like comes along and wants to like sweep everybody off their feet. And she's far too practical for that. Um, she has a BFF who is played by um, a French pop star. Um, who I assume they'll allow to sing at some point. Um, and the two of them kind of have, like, the two of them are the actual cops in this. So it's two female cops, uh, you know, a, a, a detective and her bag woman, and then the con man who they work with, who is Jamie Bamber. I think I saw this when it was called White Collar. Uh, yeah, it is a little White Collar-ish. Um, it is also, um, it is set in cons. It, it actually filmed in cons. And they 
actually filmed in parts of cons that have never been allowed on camera before. Um, and there's a whole like 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 a, a, a deal going on that's this is to help promote cons as more than just like the place rich people go to pose on boats um and and watch movies uh so you know i uh i'm curious to see how it does i assume it will be you know I, who doesn't want to stare at the south of france in 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 the summer and and beautiful people walking on the beach and and have like a a delicious like will they or won't they romance between the detectives like who doesn't want that right so i feel like there's definitely like real potential here for this to be like uh, a you know like a summer bonbon um and that's why i'm looking forward to it i also just love the fact that jamie bamber is apparently like having a renaissance here because like honestly i hadn't seen him until he was pretending not to be the last time i saw him he was pretending not to be british on Battlestar galactica or maybe Law and Order UK. Uh, he was also on. He, Law and Order UK was after Battlestar. Right, Black. but right, like that was ten years ago. People like, where did Jamie Bamber go? Hey, look, he's back. I'm, I'm, I'm here for that. Um, the other one I'm looking forward to, also starring a hot man, um, Hijack. No, no, he gets to be Keith or Sutherland in Twenty Four, except it's streaming, so it's only seven. Um, basically, this is, uh, it, for all of you who remember 24 back in the day, 24 was, basically, they took the idea of, you know, a season of television is 24 episodes, a day is 24 hours, so let's make it a real-time show where the entire season is one whole day. And this was, like, back in 2002, and it was all very, like, post-9-11 terrorist stuff, and Keith or Sutherland basically ran around as Jack Bauer, who somehow, in 24 hours, never had to go to the bathroom or sleep. Um... Now, obviously, that's a little like stretching your 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 fantasy there. So you know, and you know, streaming is now only like six or seven episodes, and doing a real time show, a real time uh, you know play out of a terrorist attack or a hijacking in this case, um, over seven hours, that's far more reasonable, right? So um, basically, this is Idris Elba is a is a hard hard nosed business negotiator who gets on an airplane and sits down and after takeoff, suddenly his airplane is not going where it was supposed to go. And now he's the only one who was smart enough to have a second phone and call the counterterrorist people. And he's the one who's basically like, you know getting everybody on the airplane to, you know, start the rebellion and take down these people while also negotiating with them. You know, he'll never be James Bond, but he can be Keith or Sutherland, and I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm a big it's fine to that. You I'd know? watch it, but I wouldn't make it a priority. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things where Apple. Okay, this is by this. This is from the same company as as Essex, Essex Serpent and uh, Slow Horses. Um, this is kind of their third British show for Apple TV. And honestly, it's the fact that I like slow horses that's making me tune in, that, that gives me hope for this. Um, speaking of which, Slow Horses Season 3 is supposed to show up at some point this year, but um, we don't have it on the schedule for the summer yet. I don't know why that is. I was sort of expecting it to show know. up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like we have a lot of holes in the in the July and August mm -hmm. of the summer season still. I mean, Good Omens is July. Um. Black Mirror, I should Black Black Mirror, I should have said is June. Yeah, uh, Hijack um, starts at the absolute end of June and runs through July. What's August is um 
I think it's August. I'm pretty sure it's August. It's the I'm. I don't know whether I should be looking forward to this or not because I feel like um, a lot of shows have sort of attempted this kind of aesthetic on various topics lately. But I am looking forward to the Winter King, if only because I read all the Bernard Cromwell books, and that's what this is based on. And it's sort of like violent medieval King Arthur, which is. I honestly, truly a Venn diagram of many of my interests. So I don't know. This is a this is an MGM plus show, is it not? Yes. Um. Yeah. Uh. This is actually the second MGM plus show this this summer. The other one is Domina season two, um, which is the Roman Livia mm-hmm. retelling. Livia um, Drusilla, mm-hmm. Empress of Rome. I will also watch that because I will watch anything that is set in period Rome. Yeah. Like, give me more. Give me more ancient period dramas, people. I'll watch all of them. Um. Yeah. You know, MGM Plus. You know, it's it's still pretty new out there. It didn't really have like anything this for it, June. It was epic. It was epics prior to this. I think. Yes, and it's it's one of those that like people don't really know exists, but it does. Like, honestly, A Spy Among Friends was fantastic, and I do think it has real potential to 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 be. Uh, a streamer that our audience really would love, uh, given enough marketing and money behind it. And now as a property of Amazon, it has those things. It's just that Amazon is so um, lackadaisical about marketing and sort of crapshooty about it that I just don't know if people are going to know that the Winter King and Domina are coming. Um, I do plan on us covering at least at least reviews of them, if not recaps, um, because I think that they do, they should be highlighted. And I do think, you know, anytime we get like a streamer that sort of turns over and sort of changes its, its, its mantra that, that we should give it a chance and see what it does. Um, I agree. If only because so far the stuff that they've, that MGM plus has announced has, has been stuff that I tend to gravitate toward anyway. They're also the streamer that's doing the, sort of sequel series to Belgravia, which will hopefully be better than the original series mm-hmm. of Belgravia, which was very boring. And they have a they have the they are the ones who accidentally landed uh um Stephen Knight's follow up series after he finished Peaky Blinders SAS Rogue Heroes, which is just called Rogue Heroes over here because most people don't know what SAS stands for. Um which is the nineteen forties World War Two um you know, basically, it's a. It's basically like imagine if Peaky Blinders did World War Two. <laughs> yeah, aren't they like RAF fighters? Or yes, something? they are. Basically, they're 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 they're. they're I feel they're... like I should watch that show, but I. Sorry, MGM Plus. I keep kind of forgetting that you exist as an outlet, and I need to work on that. Um, honestly, season two of Rogue Heroes is going to be out by by the like I think the end of the year, and when it does, I'd also like to push that and see if get and see if people really want to watch it because honestly, it has such a bomb cast. It just does. Um, and I really, I think that it, I think like Domina and the Winter King, th- this is a streamer that has real potential if it just manages. I just don't know if it can. Well, uh, your boy is in the Winter King playing mm-hmm. King Arthur. Yes. You know, it's so great. Um, Ian, Ian de, de Persnickety. Yes. <laughs> um, from, from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. And honestly, like there's reasons for the Winter King. I mean, the Winter King has a bomb cast. Like these, like there is money being spent here. It's worth checking. You know, it's not like it's Quibi, people. Nobody remembers Quibi, do they? <sighs> <sighs> Kinda. 
Contributions of any size are welcome. And when you make a monthly donation of $5 or an annual gift of $60 to help support televisions, you'll get access to PBS Passport, where you'll be able to stream many of the shows we discussed during the television season and get early access to shows coming later in the year. Televisions the Podcast helps you parse the clutter of the streaming landscape to find the best British series and films heading our way, while our posts at Televisions the website make sure you know what's coming to PBS Passport and which titles are worth your time in the vast peak TV landscape. Donate now by going to televisions.org slash support. So, um, speaking of August and what we do know is coming, um, I wanted to mention Heartstopper, which, uh, our, uh, she's no longer going to be our intern, y'all! Emma, uh, is, a she's, she's going to be with us now for, for, well, not forever and ever, but, you know, for a while. Um, anyway, uh, she actually has been writing about this for us. Heartstopper is, uh, an LGBTQ romance, uh, that sort of, uh, it, it's more innocent than Bridgerton, but it's sort of like, it, it, it's, it's sort of in that same sort of vein. Um, it's based on a, a um, a graphic novel. That's by a British author Alice Osman. It's uh, two boys who are in a who are in a, a British school. Uh, one of whom knows he's gay and has been out and sort of struggling with that, and the other one who is you know sort of like your your straight boy sports jock, and who sort of realizes that he's not as straight as he thinks he is. And the two of them basically fall madly in love with each other, and it's adorable. Like it is just like the most adorable it's like a hug in show form <laughs> oh um this is where i have to admit that while i have heard good things about Heartstopper, i haven't seen it and i also question whether it belongs in this preview <laughs> oh okay no 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 no. all right if bridgerton counts then this counts no i know I the way the, i the argument that i would make in favor of british bridgerton is that it is a regency set costume drama these are like contemporary kids at boarding school those are very different but it is very British. It is very British. The original source material is British. All of the actors are British. It is British the same way that sex education is British. And it also is already proving to be a a a culling ground the way that sex education has been for the next generation of British talent. Um, honestly, like, sex education is sort of, like, like, it's a little young for us, I think. And Heartstopper might be a little young for us, but it's such a hug of a show that I don't mind. Um, it is very innocent in its way. Um, but honestly, like, you get, these are, these are the next generation of teenage actors who are going to be starring in stuff in 10 years time. Or in the case of, you know, sex education next year, Doctor Who. Um, so, you know, like these that I do think that these shows count for us, at least at that point, at, at, at that level. In the same way that I sort of feel like there's a, um, this won't be this year. It may not even be next year, but Max is remaking Harry Potter. You may have heard. And I do think that like no I, one asked for this, Joanne. <sighs> true. I'm but just the, telling you, if they were going to make a Harry Potter show, I will die on the hill that they should have just made it about the Marauders. The end. Uh, you're not wrong. You're absolutely not wrong. The idea that they're making a 10-season show, sight unseen, that remakes all the movies really bothers me. I truly cannot. I'm sorry. I truly cannot imagine watching 10 seasons of like anything that is not Doctor Who. But the truth is, is that in the same way that the original Harry Potters gave us Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, Matthew Lewis... 
I do expect that show to at least be tangentially enough in our wheelhouse that we will pay attention to the casting the same way we do with, say, like, I don't know, Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power or 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 the Wheel of Time. Like this is where like the unknowns come from and get known and enter, you know, and become our next Judy Denches, you know. You know, they they step into the roles as Keely Hawes becomes a dame because Maggie Smith is finally retired. You know, like this is this is the pipeline. Um, so I do think that Heartstopper counts as something that we should talk about um, because it is very British and because it does actually give us it, it's going to give us the next generation. Um, I also wanted to talk about the gold. Oh, is that coming this summer? So, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Paramount Plus kind of did a fake out about it. They thought it was going to come in June and then suddenly it got pulled back. I don't know what happened there. Um, I don't know if the announcement was just incorrect or if it was going to come in June and they decided to push it last minute. But in general, the whole influx of Paramount Plus commissioned British shows are supposed to start this summer. And when I say that, I mean like uh, we've been covering some of these flat share, um, On the Edge, I think it's called, or something like that. Like, there's a bunch of British shows that they've commissioned that have been airing in the UK this spring that are all going to start coming over here. Uh, uh, um, um, the Last King of the Last King of the Cross that stars Ian McShane is one of them. Oh, they definitely replaced Ian McShane. Oh, did they? Okay, it was originally supposed to be Ian McShane. Um, they have a the gold caught my attention because it, it it's Hugh Bonneville and Charlotte Spencer. Um, basic, Our girl Esther Babington thriving. Uh, in a true crime drama, which I was like, look, somebody just made a show that's supposed to be for both me and Lacey. Um. <laughs> And it's also kind of a period piece because I think this case actually took place in the eighties. So. It did. Um, it's 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 about the um, it's about the Briggs the the, the Brig- Briggs truck robbery. Yes, the, or not Briggs truck is what it is in America, but it's the equivalent of that. In yes, <laughs> and apparently it was like the largest gold haul ever in history. Um, so yeah, I I don't have a release date for that. Um, I'm hoping it comes in July or, you know, August at worst. I also really hope that we get more release dates on some of those other things. Like I know that, uh, a gentleman in Moscow is currently filming, so that probably won't be here till next year, but there's a lot of really good titles that we have like on the back burner for Paramount plus that I have been sort of waiting for. And when I saw the gold, I got really excited because I thought, oh, Hey, we can finally like the burning girls. Like, I feel like that's one that we are totally going to be into. Yeah. Yeah, the Burning Girls is very targeted to me specifically. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, No Escape is the one I couldn't remember the title of. Um, there's also Intitled, which is an American slash British show with um, the guy, Brett, what's his name from Fleabag, as an American who basically accidentally inherits uh, a British uh, a British castle and has to put up with all of the uh, genteel poverty people who have been living in it rent free for all these years. Kind of love it. Yeah, like there's there's a lot of really good stuff here. The Sexy Beast TV show, Doll Factory. Like I just I I need this to I need this one to start I need this one to start pumping out its shows because it's been holding them and it needs to get on the ball. <laughs> also, I I don't know if uh anyone else has noticed, but you know we mentioned the Teenets earlier. Uh, Max is still sitting on the Golden Age and the Great Pottery throw down season six gilded age not golden age gilded age. gilded 
Gilded Age Season 2 and Great Pottery Throwdown Season 6. Both of these are ready to go. Why are they not out? Yeah, I don't know. They had some clips from Gilded Age Season 2 in some in some hype trailer when one show when one show ended recently, but back like in December. Yeah, I don't even know what the heck. Um, I just I I I need those dresses. <laughs> Listen, if you're going to give me Belgravia season two, give me the Gilded Age season two, people. It shouldn't be that hard, okay? Um, yeah, I, uh, I I, don't know what else. Uh, is there anything else that you can think of off the top of your head that's coming this summer that you were looking forward to? Um, well, Outlander's coming back, which is another, oh, like, right. which is another, like, is this British? Is this not British? It sort of is. It sort of isn't. It's a very lavish period drama with very attractive leads. And honestly, just... I feel like at this point, as it heads into its penultimate season, you already know if the show is for you and if you can tolerate the just like obscene amount of rape that has taken place over the course of its run. Um, I have to take huge breaks when I'm watching Outlander because I just have to like walk away and watch something else for several days and then come back to it because I came to it several seasons in and I was like, wow, there's just a lot of sexual violence in this show. Why? Mm -hmm. And that is still something I don't know the answer to. I blame Game of Thrones. Like every member of her family has been violated in some way and Mm -hmm. I just like cannot. But anyway, it's coming back this month. They're splitting the penultimate season in two. One half to air this summer, one half to air at some point next year. I guess the Frasers are going to get caught up in the American Revolution because this is a show that has time travel. So why not? But everybody looks really great in the promo photos and the trailers. So if you two are ready to suffer through another season of this, let's go. (laughs) Yeah, I I think that's basically all I can think of. Um, There's not a lot of... Okay, there's... One thing that we have not heard about are movies, um, and that is partly because um, most of the movies that are coming out this summer are massive blockbusters. And so our smaller British fair really has been sort of shunted over to like... I mean, it'll show it'll show up in the fall of like mm-hmm. award season or mm-hmm. in award season time or probably on streamers. I feel like Apple will probably get some of these mm-hmm. and maybe Netflix if they're willing to spend money to cover up. I think a lot of it, I started to say to cover up holes in their schedule. They don't really have a schedule, but they sort of do. I feel like, especially as the writer strike continues, solidarity to the WGA, the um, various streamers and, and content producers are going to need to fill some holes. Mm-hmm. And some of those things may become streaming releases instead of theatrical releases. I don't know. Yeah. Um, the only one that I can note off the top of my head that I feel that people should sort of have on their radar um, that at least stars uh, uh, a British actor is uh, uh, Cillian Murphy um, and Oppenheimer. Oh, Oppenheimer. Um, which I don't know how I feel about like... I'm going to see Barbie, y'all. <laughs> I mean, same, but I am also kind of obsessed with Oppenheimer and I don't know how I feel about <laughs> Peaky Blinder inventing the... Peaky Blinders inventing the atomic bomb. But um, Tommy Shelby, make him good. So, uh, yeah, that's the only one that I have off the top of my head. Ooh, one one that um, this this is a streaming release, and I'm not sure if it got a real theatrical release or not. I think it did, but it's one of those ones that got like a tiny one, so it's coming to AMC Plus because it's sort of indie. Is this movie I discovered the last weekend, like last weekend, called The Lost King, which is basically (sighs) stars Sally Hawkins about like finding King Richard III's body in the car park in in Leicester, and I'm so ready. Oh, yeah. That's like made for me. 
that's actually that is a dual uh, release. It's on both Acorn and AMC Plus. I think it might. I think it might actually be out right now. I think it might have just come out. I haven't watched it yet, but if it is, I'm gonna go find it and watch it because it looks adorable. I'm pretty sure it's this weekend, actually. Um, yeah, they have a lot of stuff like Queen. Uh, AMC Plus also has Clean Sweep, which it shares with Sundance. Cons Confidential, for the record, is only Acorn TV. Um, that's the only one that's not being shared. Other than that, everything at this point seems to be sort of like. Like the niches are all sort of like blending together. I'm trying to think if there's anything big on like BritBox or, or Acorn that we missed. I don't think so. I know the new season of Father Brown is on BritBox. Oh, oh yes. People love that. I. It's hard not to. BritBox never te- BritBox never announces anything. They're like the BBC in that way. They only announce things like right before they happen. So it's impossible to be like, here's what's coming in August. Yeah. So guess what? You're just going to have to read the site. <laughs> um, I will note that uh, Father Brown is just, it's such a comforting show. You know? A priest who also solves crimes. Right? I mean, it's one of the, it's it from like the, it was originally written in like what, the 1910s, 1920s. Like it's just an adorable thing. And Mark Williams has been just playing it for 10 years and he'll play it for 10 more. And, you know. I do kind of want to watch the spinoff about the nun who rides a motorcycle and bakes wine. I'm kind of into that. Uh, Sister. Sister Boniface. Sister Boniface. Thank you. Because I always want to say Boniface and I know that's not how it's pronounced. It's, it's Boniface. I know. Um, but yeah, I, I have to say of um, in the same way that like Beyond Paradise was an extremely successful spinoff of Death in Paradise, like Sister Boniface is uh, very much uh, a successful spinoff of Father Brown. And I feel like both shows are just, I mean, that's the kind of thing I want to sit around and watch in the summer is just easy mysteries that, you know, keep you warm, that keep you cool on a warm night that's that's all i want i mean i'm sorry i know i'm simple <laughs> well well can somebody please get on some period dramas for me for fall or next summer or both all of the above i'm suffering hey 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 world on fire is coming we're gonna be okay yeah world on fire in october so i am excited about that even though that's technically the fall preview but still we'll get there next we'll get there in our next roundup <laughs> Um, I guess that is our preview. If we have forgotten anything or you have heard of something you think we should cover or that we forgot to include or just anything you know that you think we should know, we are at televisions at weta.org. And uh, Annie, you can tell the people where they can find more of you on the Internet. Uh, You can find me at Annie Bundle on basically most social media, except for Facebook, where I'm at Miss Annie Bundle. Uh, On Instagram, I'm at Annie Bundle, but it's mostly just cat pictures and pictures of Max being a bad boy and and Charlotte showing me her belly. Um, Let's see. I am uh, the associate editor here at Televisions, and I also freelance around the web. So uh, if you want to know what I wrote this week, just basically follow me on social media, because that's where I advertise all of my bylines. Thanks. Huzzah. Uh, I am Lacey MB on Twitter. That is L-A-C-Y-M-B and virtually every social media platform in existence that is not Twitter. Uh, Come find me. Be my friend. Check out my bylines from here at televisions and around the entertainment web. And I don't know, send me fun gifts or memes or pictures of your cats. I've gotten a lot of photo submissions to our cat corner segment of our newsletter. And I am living. Uh, We've had several tiny, tiny kitten kitten submissions because it is kitten season. And... Please have your pets spayed or neutered. <laughs> Let me throw that in there while I'm talking about stuff that I think everybody should do because there are a lot of little animals out there being born right now who do not have forever homes to go to. And let's try and fix all of that. 
Anyway, with that sidebar done, that is our show. Thank you all for listening and being with us. And as I said, if you have something that you think we should talk about, or as the writer strike continues, a classic or movie you think we should visit, we are going to have holes in our schedule to cover too. You can just let us know at televisions at weta.org. Televisions is a product of local PBS station WETA. And if you like what we do, head over to televisions.org support to help us keep making all this great content for your eyes and ears. From covering all your favorites on PBS Sunday nights to sorting through the best shows on streaming you may have missed, we've got everything an Anglophile could want. Please consider a gift of $10 per month or a one-time contribution of $120 to help keep the Televisions podcast and website alive and well. In case it's not obvious, we really love what we do. We definitely hope you do too. And with your help, we'd like to make even more of this content you love. Thanks in advance for your support, and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.